Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome to Dear Jazzy, episode 10. I'm your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I am your guest, Daddy Gray. You're not Z. I who, am not. Who are you? And how'd you get in our house? I live here. <laughs> <laughs> and I am your daddy. That is correct. Uh, Z is not with us this week. Uh, because of COVID-19, we are quarantining and doing some social distancing Um both of us for that matter he has eight pounds of kimchi and i have eight pounds of microphones here at our place so we decided that the show must go on and who better to talk about capcom than my daddy who came with us yes indeed and we are not practicing social distancing in this house (laughs) (laughs) in this house at least in this house when this, in, within this house, we are most certainly not distant. This is the farthest away we've been. Um, this is not a visual show, but I'm at my desk right now, and Daddy is at the uh, love seat on the other end of our office. And uh, this is the farthest away I think we've been in the past few days. That is true. Yeah. So um, this is your first time on the show. Tell us a bit about who you are, what you do within the scene, and just any other interesting details. Um, Sure, yeah. So I am first and foremost Jazzy's daddy. So that is what I do in the scene is caretake for my precious little diaper girl. Um, I also, I've been in the scene for, oh my God. The last, for all my goodness, I can't even say like 15 years or something like that. That's like a rough estimate. Primarily in the BDSM world um, as a dom, but, you know, I have made my way into the uh, caregiver little scene because of you, my precious. And so, um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Uh, Spend most of my days just, you know, refilling bottles and changing diapers and giving snuggles and love to this little one. It's true. And you do such a good job at it. No, thank you. I try. Before we uh, move on, just really quick question: what What was the jump like, going from a mostly a, a dom role to a daddy role? Um, you know, that's a great question, and I think that for myself, speaking only from my experience, because I tend to play uh, pretty hard as a dom. Yes, I, you do. I'm very much a uh, sadist, and so I love uh, making people consensually uh scream and cry and all of mm-hmm. those other beautiful things um and being a masochist i love when someone makes me scream and cry consensually yes yes you do and i think it's just um like with any good uh bdsm practice you know lots of negotiation and learning about who you know you're you're playing with and all of those great things but also um just being open to being more loving and caring and gentle with the way that you dominate, I think is key. Um, And that was already something that I was used to doing. So it wasn't a super rough transition for me, but for some folks that could be a pretty bumpy shift in the way they're used to navigating that. Right. I certainly read more than my fair share of forum posts 
a post talking about um i'm a i'm a new daddy what do i do mm-hmm. i'm used to being a dom how do i do this so that that's really good to hear that um not only was your transition really smooth but also like it it sounds like you took to it really naturally yeah i mean i think that for myself um i while I may be rather stoic um, and distant in appearance, I am a very caring person naturally. So I think it just uh, organically came to me. Yeah. yeah. Whenever my friends meet you in real life, it's funny because I have to tell them like, he's really quiet. He's really stoic, but in quiet, less public situations where it's just like you or me or just a few people, you are the snuggliest person I think I've ever met in my life. Oh, it's true. It's true. So we've got um, quite the show today. Um, lots of announcements to talk about before, before we get into talking about our Capcom recap and our Dear Jazzy question from our favorite repeat listener. Uh, really quick, we have Patreon shout outs to one Mr. Daddy Gray. Thank you, Daddy. Uh, you are on the center tier, which means that you get monthly nudes from me, even though you see me naked every single day. But have to plug that for new sponsors and patrons. Um, you also get an extended shout out. What would you like to say or have me say? Oh, I would love to have you say the thing that uh, I keep telling you I want you to say on air. <sighs> I think you know what it what it is. Jazzy's a little mud puppy. That's right. I love you too. You're such a good girl. Thank you. <laughs> Mm. And our uh, other shout out is to Princess Sarah, who is a Kingster tier patron, which is the $5 tier. Uh, she gets a name shout out, recognition on the show. Thank you very much for helping kickstart the show and keep production going. I really appreciate it. If anyone wants to become a patron, we have one, five, and $10 tiers. You can find that uh, at patreon.com slash jasminestarshine. And then the other big thing is um, my sister Ruka was who a lot of you in the scene known as know as Ruka Puddlegum um, has fallen on some hard times. Um, she was about to be hired uh, by a new position, but because of COVID-19, uh, the place got put into a hiring freeze. So now she is um, without an income. So my friends and I have set up a GoFundMe to support her. It is all over my social media. Um, I'll put a link to it on at oddswithgod.com if you want to look for that. Um, but I do have some shout outs. Um, one to Lizzie for donating $500 to Ruka. Anonymous for another 100 And to, once again, Daddy Gray for a generous 20 So thank you to everyone for supporting my sister my best friend it means the world to both of us um i think that's all the announcements i think yeah no that's it so let's get into it daddy gray baby girl what is capcom for those who do not already know somehow uh well it is the Chicago Age Players Convention. Convention, thank you. Um, Were you about to say conference? No, I was going to say convention, but I wasn't sure if I was misremembering. Um, so, yes, and 
essentially it offers a it's a hotel takeover so it offers a private ish place for littles and their caregivers to come and spend the day interacting with one another and utilizing all of the various rooms that have um like cribs and giant rocking horses and changing tables and all of these great things so it's a very immersive experience um which i think is a great opportunity for littles to get a uh, safe space to be able to play and interact in a way that is comfortable for them yeah exactly um shit you hit the nail right on the head what am i supposed to follow up with <laughs> well, that's that? the end of the show thanks so much for listening all right thanks for listening dear jazzy <laughs> and i also got production okay but for real um yeah no that is exactly what capcom is and you've described it perfectly it's the safest possible space for littles to go and play and interact but like you said it's also open to bigs caregivers and anyone within the king community like there is a very sizable pet presence um there are some traditional doms and subs that go um and that all leads into you know since we have such a broad swath of people coming to the event there is a large number of rooms and different facilities full filled with just different equipment to um make sure everyone's having fun um off the top of my head there is um oh, i'm going to embarrass myself there's the main ballroom which is used for a bunch of different like ad things there's the playground room which had um the ball pit 3D twister, swing sets, uh, a bunch of like outdoor toys, Nerf guns. There was the tricycle racetrack, which was really stressful, but they had <laughs> adult-sized big wheels, and I finally figured out how to fucking drift. I'm not saying I'm a big kid, but I'm hot shit. Um, let's see. There is the nursery room, which is for like you, me little age like three and below or something and that room was we spent most of our time together when you were at the convention center we spent most of our time together in that room and that is where uh the public changing table is that's where they have two cribs a giant simon says slash sit and spin like like gates to like i don't know pack and place pack and place thank mm -hmm. you that's the word I was looking for, but lots and lots and lots of stuff. And that's also where they held a preschool class or like a daycare class. I thought that was really cute, but also like trains, which I spent a lot of time at. So that was fun. I think I spent my most of my time there. There was, uh, there were two middles rooms, um, which is awesome because I think middles are very underrepresented in the CGL community. Um, can you give us some more perspective on that? Because I know that you have a lot of experience with middles and everything. I do. Um, and the so there were two rooms. Uh, one had like a TV and like rock band and like some posters. And the other one had like a vanity mirror and like a day bed, like a day bed and, and things of that nature. So the, watching like, quote, quote, girls anime. Yeah, that would be the only um, perhaps critique that I would have noted about those two spaces there's i think it's like a double you know edged sword there because on the one hand it's good that um maybe for folks who weren't able to have that experience of having like a 
gendered bedroom that was in line with um, their gender identity or expression as a young person that it would allow them that experience but also you know i think if you have middles or really you know anyone who is like non-binary or maybe mm-hmm. you know they it might have been a little bit awkward to enter one of those spaces i think um yeah and so that's the only critique i would have but they did have those two spaces and it did seem like they were being well utilized so yeah they seemed very popular as opposed to like a lot more popular than last year where they were completely underutilized but this year they seemed like they were hopping and always full of people but uh me and my friends when we were going around that was a critique that we had is that it was just very hyper gendered but that's also a reflection of cgl as a whole being like extremely hyper gendered like everything is blue or it's pink Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that on the show uh, before, back in like episode three or four, I want to say. But we were talking about like what would a non-binary or neutral or fluid space look like, and we broke it down to like, you know, it go because you know gendered colors go all the way down to like newborns. Like, what color blanket do you give a non-binary person? And we agreed on either yellow or green, like. But it's just, like, there's so much that's unwritten just because in Western society, um, non-binariness is such a new concept and needs to be less of a new concept. It needs to be more of a mainstay in our culture and everything. But, I don't know, that's something that we threw around when we, you know, were eating and had some semblance of, you know, words that have more than two syllables (laughs) in them. But that was a really good discussion that we had those were fun rooms um there were also there's a quiet sensory room that had like a white noise generator that completely just like made the room dead silent it was great um the lights were off it had one those soft like what's the word i'm looking for i'm doing this with my hand right now it it was like a it was like a light a little disco ball yes it was like a it was like one of those like things that you put on the floor and it shoots up all the light to the ceiling but not necessarily disco ball because it was a lot like softer and calmer and slower and everything but we spent time in there um there was the changing room which um had a bunch of uh curtained off stalls um each one had changing supplies and a table in it and then included for your badge price you got as many free diapers as you wanted, which I thought was great because I got to try out a bunch of new stuff. And every time I would come back to our hotel room, I would come to bed and you would just be like, well, that's a new one. Mm-hmm. Just like every single time I came back, I was in something new and different. I got to sample a bunch of stuff. So that was fun. But that's also really great for someone who couldn't necessarily bring their own or has enough money for the ticket, but not for their own padding so that's just really cool that they have that um am i forgetting i feel like i'm definitely forgetting the rooms obviously the vendors are like a whole different that's Hmm. a whole different discussion but uh, oh there was um i think the last one is that there was there was the ball pit up in the playground then there was one downstairs too that, that we called the the secret ball pit because it was just like at the end of a hall and it was always dead and we would go in and it was just there and we're like okay this is great 
So uh, we got to play around in there, and then it had a little photo booth thing and the rocking dino. So that's where the one picture of me came from was the, the secret ball pit room. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's everything. Uh, in terms of vendors, which we just touched on, we had um, ABU, Taika Bowls, Rears, Kr- yes, Crinkles, and Lil' King Boutique were like the five big ones. And then we also had uh, Little's Lab, Pawstar, uh, and then a, a bunch of um, independent sellers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pacifiers R Us, obviously, were there. I'm having one. Di- Cozy Fox Furniture, I believe. Oh, man. I feel really bad now. And then uh, some... In- some more independent members from the community selling and it was really cool because that was the first time i had seen pawstar represented outside of a furry convention and i went up to them and i was like what are you guys doing here don't get me wrong i'm happy to see you but i was not expecting to see you and they're like oh no we love this community i was like rock on hell yeah so that is um that's like all the different like oh in the pet room I forgot mm-hmm. the pet room, yes. which had like a bunch of like boxes and toys and like all that good stuff for pets and everything. So there and the dark age playroom. That's what I was trying to remember, which was more or less a fully fledged dungeon with crosses and like hookups and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So it was there was a lot for anyone for like all the identities of like the kink spectrum. There was something there's at least one thing for everyone to go and enjoy, which I thought was great. Um, but uh, we were talking on the way home, and you had some insights about how it was very, very um, Little's focused and how he felt like there wasn't a lot of space or stuff for Bigs to do. I was wondering if you could talk about that for a second. Yeah, I mean, I think just from my perspective, the only thing was a social event centered around like bigs and caregivers but um you know like i think about just our dynamic and usually it's kind of like all right kiddo like i'm dropping you off the playground like you're gonna run around and tire yourself out and i'm gonna go you know you over here doing something watching you right Mm -hmm. um and i felt like there really wasn't even space for me to do that like yeah like in the playground area there weren't any chairs for like bigs to like sit in. and watch their kiddos or, yeah yeah that there and like with the in the nursery it was kind of the same situation there was like one chair that was next to one crib but like the other crib really didn't have that so it just like wasn't really conducive to kind of fostering that kind of um caretaking dynamic that i personally enjoy um as a part of our interactions mm-hmm. um the only place that really felt like it even had that was where the legos were and they were some couches there but really like they were there by default right they were there by default it wasn't super intentional and also people were there like playing board games and things so it was like you know that was a little bit challenging at times i think was just trying to figure out okay well what you know what should i be doing or where should i be while you are doing these things right yeah um because like you said that's a really how our dynamic goes it's just like you kind of like watch me and make sure i'm staying safe and then occasionally i'll look up and say look what i made out of legos and you'll go awesome princess and then we'll go back to our thing Mm -hmm. and then and that's not to say like 
that's not to say that we don't enjoy a lot of very direct hands-on character even when I'm feeling super tiny but you know when I'm when I'm still small we kind of like I don't want to say do our own thing but it, it was just how how it was set up it was it was kind of like the caregivers were had to be like on top of it all the time and they didn't have somewhere to sit down and watch Mm -hmm. obviously i'm not a caregiver but i can only assume uh that bigs sometimes just like to sit down and watch littles play is that a thing i mean i think it is for me i just like to see you like enjoying yourself and being happy and cute and tiny and you're just so precious when you like you build like your little things and so that that gives me joy and satisfaction and fulfillment when we're in those spaces and so i felt like i couldn't really participate in that in the way that was most conducive for me Mm -hmm. and like prime example i was not on my feet a lot because i was either like on the floor or sitting somewhere or in a crib or like somehow not on my feet whereas i noticed a lot of caregivers were always on their feet right by extension because i mean i'm looking at the bruises on my knees right now like I was not on my my feet a lot, and I feel really bad for all the caregivers that were just like standing all the time and just like falling around and everything. And then I guess that I didn't really think about that until I came home and saw my bruises and everything. Hmm. Um, so that was one thing, you know. And I think that's I don't want to even call that a complaint. Just want to call it like a critique. Right. Maybe just have like more more ability for caregivers to do more things and like different types of caregivers to enact their style of caregiving mm-hmm. because you know it would be really embarrassing for for you to be like bringing around a lawn chair <laughs> right ever go like yeah. here we go kiddo i'm gonna read the read the times <laughs> well i mean then i think if i had known that i would need that i might have actually brought one but <laughs> to your point you know if it's more intentional then then that omits the need to do that yeah oh yes this is my dad dom (laughs) (laughs) just like paper one hand beer in the other exposed gut scratching it hey princess (laughs) (laughs) so that is like the biggest thing other than that we had a lot of fun together um going into the events we kind of touched on this um this year's schedule was chock full of panels and everything. And we didn't get to go to many of them, but what were some of the things that we were looking at? Oh goodness. Um, well, I was particularly interested in the, uh, in the enema play. Oh my God. Well, you asked. And so I'm putting it out there that that's what I was looking at. It was early in the morning and some little baby was up all night. So she had to sleep in. Uh, so we didn't get to go to that one. But that was the one that I was really excited about. There was there was also like a medical play one. Oh, yeah, medical play. The, the listeners can't see how hard I'm blushing right now. I'm blushing down to my feet. Yeah, and the bottoms of your feet. And the, oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, medical play, hmm, which is very fun. Yes. Yes, it is. That one. Um, and then there was. Witchcraft 101. Yeah. There was like a pets. Yeah, there was like a, like a pets pets mosh greet thing yeah yeah there was uh pets meet and greet there was a pet show which i wasn't interested in personally but one of my friends um won a prize 
Oh, actually. that's cool. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the biggest event that I had the most fun with that was not on the schedule was um, the podcast, otherwise known as The Usual Bet, which you heard last week here on the Dear Jazzy RSS podcast feed. Um, that was recorded with the two hosts from The Usual Bet. Their names are Chloe and Sophie. Um, Sophie being one half of the writer's duo of Sophie and Pudding, which you may know from their multiple, like, very famous stories across Daily Diapers and other uh, ABDL social media platforms, but also their Patreon, which you should totally join, um, along with mine. But that was a lot of fun. It was very silly. Um, we kept our sippies filled with wine the entire time. It probably showed. Did you listen to it yet? I have not had the opportunity to listen, um, but... I gave uh, you a shout-out. Oh, did you? I did, yeah. Aw, cutie. No. It's on my list of things to listen to this week. Because you are a very, very, very busy businessman. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, you are. That's all I'm going to say about your real life, is that you are very, very busy, and you do lots and lots of business. Yes. (laughs) Um, So that was a lot of fun. I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Chloe and Sophie for having me on the show and for coming on my show. I cannot wait to do another crossover and my ratings can't wait for us to do another crossover either. Um, but yeah, no, I had a lot of fun. We had like 20 ish people in the room join us. Uh, and we're going to do our best to get that as an official panel for next year. So we'll see how that goes. That could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That could, or it could be really fun, or really chaotic, or really both. I'm going both. I'm going both. I'm going both. Um, so outside the con, um, when we when we go on a trip somewhere, you're a fan of leaving the hotel, the Airbnb, the wherever to go see local sites. I was mostly on site for most of the con, but you ventured out into Chicagoland and saw a bunch of different stuff. So tell us about that, about like the experience outside of the con if someone is is thinking about going next year but needs a break from all the diapers. Sure. Yeah. So I would say um Chicago quickly be has become one of my like favorite cities um mm-hmm. of the ones that I've traveled to. And um, there's just so much to do and see there. And I think it really does depend on kind of what your interest areas are. Um, Myself, I like to eat like a lot of local food when I go out. And so I tried um, this really fascinating uh, Vietnamese restaurant, which I can't remember the name of right now. Is that the place we ordered in from? No. mm Mm-mm. Um, but we did order in from some local places. I'll let you talk about the pizza place. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a um, Vietnamese place in a, the traditionally uh, Latinx neighborhoods of <gasps> Chicago. Oh, you told me about this. Um, yeah. Which, and I'm going to forget the uh, name of the neighborhood right now. Um, but you can you can actually look it up. And anyway, um, it was really it was really cool because the food first of all was excellent. But it was a Vietnamese restaurant, and in the restaurant they were playing Spanish music. So it was just yeah. very, like, um, very appropriate, like, responsive to the neighborhood, but um, just very different. You know, the food the mm-hmm. food was excellent. There was a local bookstore right across the way. Oh, it was the Pilsen. 
Pilsen yes. neighborhood. That's the neighborhood because it was mm-hmm. the Pilsen bookstore, and that bookstore um, is like floor to ceiling books. I love to go to bookstores, so I tra- mm-hmm. checked them out. They had uh, incredible selection, very good prices, and there were like many small independent. Um, like publishing houses and authors and stuff? Yeah, I mean, they they do a lot to promote local authors and then also just they had a lot of stuff that you might like be looking for at a reasonable price. So, And you said that uh, Pilsen, when you were in there, was very, very visibly queer and everything? Yeah, um, a lot of the neighborhoods are um, that I was in uh, had a, were very diverse. Um, Pilsen was very young and very queer. Um, mm-hmm. And there were like pride flags all over the place. And I mean, Chicago has many colleges and universities. And um, before you were no longer allowed to gather in groups due to the plague, um, there were a lot of people like all over the the city and stuff. So it's very cool. It reminded me um, the week before Capcom, we did a trip to Detroit uh, for one of your business trips. And to the Starling household, I'm sorry that I didn't come visit. We were very busy. But um, the the neighborhood that had noir leather, the one, the natural food store that we went to, and the one bookstore, that was also very, very diverse and very, very queer. Yeah, that's uh, Ferndale. Ferndale, thank you. I really enjoyed Ferndale. Um, they had a market that was kind of like the West Side Market in Cleveland. So that was cool. Um but th- another uh, really cool spot in Chicago that we went to was the Chicago Diner. Yes. And we've been vegan since 1983, I believe. Yeah. And you have been vegetarian and then vegan in the past, so you'd be able to give much better insights into how great Chicago Diner is. Yeah. Um, and just to be clear, I, I misspoke. They've, they've been meat-free since 1983. They do have um, cheese on yes. site, like re- dairy cheese. And milk products, but it's primarily vegan, um, yeah. or everything can be modified vegan, um, but at bare minimum, everything is vegetarian. And the food is phenomenal. So Probably good. some of the best that I've had. Um, some of the stuff you can't even tell the difference between, like faux meat and real meat. Mm. And um, on the menu, they if it's uh, faux meat, they just put in quotation marks. They don't even say it's fake meat. It's just like. Oh, yeah, it's a uh, chicken, quote, quote. Mm-hmm. And it is. What did I have? Did I have their wings? Well, we had the wings. Those were. Barbecue wings. Those were the best wings I've ever had, meat or meatless. Oh, yeah, they're really good. The, I can't eat real wings again. I don't think I've been spoiled. Well, I definitely can. <laughs> um, but then you had the uh, quesadilla, I think. Yes, I did. I had a the vegan, vegan cheese. Yes, I had a vegan quesadilla that had uh, mushrooms, uh, soy cheese, potato. Oh my god, it was so good! I'm hungry now. Likewise. Likewise, yes. Uh, and then uh, we got each a uh, vegan milkshake that was soy milk, soy ice cream, mm-hmm. uh, soy chocolate. Um, it was, oh my God, that was unreal. It was so good. But yeah, no, we love us some not meat in this house. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really good. And then um, let's talk about what we ordered in. So you go first and then I'll talk about for the pizza options. 
because you said it was is it worth talking about it was absolutely delicious and i'm gonna forget the name of the restaurant of course of course um, it was a local indian place though that yeah. was near oak brook yes i think yeah yeah um but you know chicago has a pretty large very diverse population so you could pretty much get anything there but there were probably five indian restaurants within a delivery radius of us on uh, Grubhub. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a uh, chicken biryani, which is basically uh, spiced chicken with aromatic rice. Um, and it's all together in like one dish. It was really good. And it was really, really good. Um, I would definitely recommend trying just the local the local places. There's a lot of chain places there, but if you can... If you can get a local place, that's where you want to go. Yes. Then you got little fried donuts for dessert that were like tiny, like about like the circumference of a quarter, maybe. Yeah. And they were special donuts. Like they were seasoned with like a star anise and like, um, like a chai seasoning almost. It's nice. pretty good. Very nice. Oh yeah. The screensaver. Thank you. Um, so while you're pulling that up, oh, I got it. It was, um, the restaurant was called Bowl O Biryani. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, which is funny because that's that's what I got. Um, and then they all. I also got uh, naan bread. The butter yes, naan. And it was so good. It was so good. Which naan is effectively like a a, a like, pita made with like a little more butter. Yeah, it's like a soft Indian pita. Yeah. It's very fluffy. Which I love pita, and naan just rocked my world. Um, so lots of people who listen to the show and lots of my friends go to Chicago either once yearly for Midwest Fur Fest or twice yearly and for Capcom or other things or family, etc. And there's a lot of people going between like what is the best Chicago deep dish. And a lot of people going to Chicago for the first time, they think, I gotta get Chicago deep dish. And there are a couple different valid options. There is uh, Giorino's, I believe that is the pronunciation. I'm dyslexic, and there are a lot of vowels in that one word. So, or Geo's, as people call it. That is, like, the big option. That is all over the Chicagoland area. People swear by it. By it. it is everywhere in Chicago. You will not be able to escape it. Um, and then there is Lou Malnati's, which is another amazing option. Um, in my opinion, um, the, the biggest difference between them is uh, Geo's has more cheese in the bottom layer. And then Lou Malnati's, they get their thickness from adding an entire layer across the entire pizza, like one piece of sausage like ground sausage into a giant disc the size of a crust and then put right on top and then they put more cheese more sauce all that good stuff i've been to both if you are a meat lover you need to go to lou malnati's if you want to do like just cheese or like peppers or like other options that aren't meat you want to go to geos Uh, that is did you have one of my slices no you know i don't like cheese like that yeah i'm i'm the i'm the cheese lover in this household and this one's like ew fuck cheese 
it looks it's true it's true um but that's the skinny on the very not skinny pizza and to anyone that says it's pizza casserole fuck you just kidding i still love you don't stop listening so that is um and then tell us about really quick the museum and the other bookstore that you went to if people are looking for more things to do outside of the convention center sure yeah um that is a great great point let me th- i want to get the name of the museum right um it's the disable museum um and it is the african american history museum in chicago and um they actually are doing something really cool there that i did not get a chance to go see um was it the place with the vr yeah um, they are doing um it's like sponsored through like time magazine it's a vr um march on washington with martin luther king jr's i have a dream speech um super cool did not get to see that at that point um yeah the disable museum of african-american history and but they do um have different um displays uh throughout the year and so when i was there they had um uh the history of black folks throughout different wars they have a lot of local history that they highlight there um and so it's just a really cool spot it's a small museum i think you could walk it definitely in like 45 minutes to an hour um depending on how fast you read yeah so it's like a good like little stop and it was only i think it was 15 dollars for adults and then if you have a student id it's like 12 bucks so yeah no that's that's really good uh that was the place where you said had a model slave ship if i remember correctly yeah it was like a faux like you would go into this one um display and it took you into like the interior of a ship um that would have carried slaves um and they had like chains and things and like little notes about like the transatlantic slave route and things like that and then it went on to um the civil rights movement and talked about the you know, different parts of the movement and like uh, segregation and all of those kinds of things. And so it's just, it was a very, um, very interesting stop. And if that's something you're interested in, then yeah. Sounds very powerful. And like um, to a lot of people that would check out probably like really transformative as well. Absolutely. Yeah. If that's something that you've never really had an opportunity to go see and like read about, um, then that is something that I would recommend that you do next time because it's a good, it's an important stop. Nice. Uh, so getting into, let me look at my little notes here. Oh, the hotel room, <laughs> which um, I, I say that like it's a bad thing. No, our, our room is great. Um, we stayed offsite. Um, obviously, I can't say where because that would leak information. Um but we stayed within a mile, uh, like a $5 Uber's distance, so not bad at all. Um, and it was set up very much like the hotel from last year, but taller. And instead of having a square courtyard, it was a triangle. But that that's where the differences end. The rooms were basically exactly the same. Um, we got a suite, and that was a lot of fun, like last year. Some some of you listening who know me already know what our room was. We set up foam tiles in it, – it's uh, two rooms. It's like a, a living room and then a bedroom. And then the living room, we set up, like, all of our snacks and then foam tiles and dumped Legos on the floor. 
and that was like a really nice space away from the con center that was like quiet and very conducive to a little space and like keeping that headspace going throughout the entire trip and everything so that was really cool and then being able to have a bathroom that had a shower and a separate bathtub was great for bubble baths Mm -hmm. and stuff um and then just having a separate bedroom was great because it also like isolated us away from the hallway and it was nice and quiet but that was really fun um the hotel at the main event um while it was not very quiet it was there was always a party going on and it was great um i had a ton of fun um there was one party I went to one night, and then there was just stuff happening all the time in the hallways. Although it was not like last year, where it was um, all the floors stacked up, and you could look down from all of them into the atrium. So it was just like all separate hallways and spoke like a traditional hotel, which was a little bit of a bummer. But what makes up for it is the staff. And last year we had a little bit of a problem with the staff like giving us some hairy eyeballs and that sort of thing this year the staff was hairy eyeballs yes hairy eyeballs gotta shave them but this year the staff was <laughs> did i break you oh no what's a hairy eyeball you've never heard that expression no it's like when someone's like like side-eyeing you super judgmentally you know what, what i mean like like when we're walking around and like some no, boomer I, looks I, at us because we're trans with weird hair and piercings they're like Meh. that's a hairy eyeball all right is, is that, that's a new one huh? that's that's a new one yeah this is going to be i'm gonna have to urban dictionary that <laughs> this is going to be one of the clips one of the safe for work clips that i send to my mom <laughs> from the show this is one of the non-fetishy parts of this show that i can actually show my mom but um the staff right the staff this year are you still chuckling about hairy eyeball i, I am sorry oh my god what does urban dictionary say oh uh, okay when someone looks you up and down in a judgmental way there it is all right there yeah. we go there it is but the staff this year was wonderful like some of the different managers and front desk people were like com- complimenting people on their outfits and saying hi in the hallways and like they said, oh my god, what the hell is that? It's a hairy eyeball. Since this is an audio podcast, I'm going to do my best to describe this. Um, it looks like a medieval tapestry painting. It has it's, it's a giant eyeball with two club feet coming out of it with like a Donald black Trump's toupee. <laughs> Donald Trump's hair. Yes, Donald Trump's hair. On a giant eyeball with club feet. That is terrifying. You're welcome. Thank you, Daddy. I'm going to have you on the show every week. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the staff was wonderful. Every, all my interactions with them were just great. They're all smiles, very cheerful, and just like they seem genuinely happy to have us there, which I think is great. And I will take a friendly staff over the old hotel layout any day of the week. And one of them uh, told one of my friends, like, like from the front desk, because my friend went up to thank them. And they said, oh, no, this has been one of the most fun events, like, we've ever had. And they also said that we were the most respectful of the hotel space, which 
I'm shocked because we're littles and we're used to drawing on walls of crayon, but apparently um, we were one of the best groups that they ever had in terms of like respecting the rules and everything, which is great. So that's cool. Um, thank you to the staff. I know probably none of them are going to hear this, but for making our experience wonderful. Um, and for having sanitizer at the front desk, holy shit. Um, the con was happening right at the beginning of like the panic over COVID-19. Uh, right when it became a pandemic is when the con was happening. And so we were washing our hands constantly. Like you had one, you were, you were carrying wipes with you and you had hand sanitizer. And when I was done playing, you're like, baby girl, give me your hands. You like wiped my face down at one point and you looked, you were very much uh, in, you were very much in your like, not just daddy headspace, but like your father headspace. You're just like, got to clean my child. It's true. It was really cute. Made me feel tiny. Not going to lie. It's funny. Cause you were just like, you were all embarrassed. Like, Oh my God, they're going to think I'm parenting. I was like, is that not what we're here to do? <laughs> <laughs> but there was, if there's one other criticism I can level against, and this is less of the hotel, maybe. I'm not sure who is responsible for all the water stations. Tons of water stations all over the hotel, which was great because, you know, bitch gets thirsty. So that was great for me. But the only hand sanitizer station was at the front desk. And I was thinking this is a huge missed opportunity to have the hand sanitizer right next to the water. So what I have to do is sometimes like, because I have OCD and there are some times where I capital N need to clean my hands. Um, here sometimes I'd have to backtrack all the way up the stairs to the front desk and then go all the way back down and then track down my friends again. It was just, uh, it was a sitch. Um, but yeah, no more hand sanitizer, especially during a pandemic would be great. What, what are your thoughts? On that from like a sanitation standpoint because i know you were really worried about keeping me clean and everything yeah i mean that was kind of like my big thing too um was like people were not and i you know i i, I don't necessarily expect littles to clean things like that's just not a thing that's gonna happen um, no but what, that's a safe bet but what maybe would be wise is for there to be either volunteers or staff or at least make it available for caregivers to have sanitation wipes to clean things before their littles get in there because like i definitely was worried because of the pandemic and also other reasons right like you know people sometimes carry things like yeah you know and so it's like and kiddos are dirty and kids are dirty and like people could have had colds and still been there and so it's just like having that available for people to like wipe down the materials when they're done or like before they get started so at least there's an option you know mm -hmm. for it to be clean when people i think the other thing is you and i we are very we're longtime members of a fairly like upscale classy dungeon in the cleveland area that has like a membership and a door fee and with that comes with concierge for like cleaning all the things you do and mm. everything is usually taken care of for us because of you know the quality of the dungeon that we regularly attend and right. everything so we're yeah. very used to a certain level of that and i feel like you know 
we were just like, oh, no one is cleaning the rails on this crib. What the fuck? Yeah, I think we're just spoiled in that way. Um, and I think I recognize that. But I just, even to have uh, the things available, so if we wanted to clean them, that would be, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, no, that's something I was kind of thinking about because the couple of times I went in the ball pit, I was like, oh, man, no one washed their hands before they went in, in here. I'm calling it. But it was still a lot of fun. Um, but you brought up the topic of volunteers, which just reminded me there was a little bit of a shortage <clears throat> of volunteers this year. And this is like a rallying call to the community, like, please volunteer if you can and if you want to support the convention because what happened is not enough people signed up to do security and they had to call the cops like the real cops in order to do security and as anyone that knows me or daddy knows we have opinions on the police to put it lightly you're giving me a look i'm giving you a hairy eyeball (laughs) shut the fuck up (laughs) um well, you know, sure, we have opinions. I think, I I don't, you know, I just think that especially for things like this, it should be very sensitive Yeah. Ab- about having police presence, you know? I'm not throwing the word around when I say I was very triggered when I saw officers walking around in our space. And I was like, like shoulder deep in little space. That just like ripped me right out. And I was just like, well, I'm an adult now time to run and hide and it was it was it was a lot and certainly there are littles who are um more hold more favorable views about the police but for a lot of us who recognize that you know a lot of unjust things happen on a daily basis around this country it's very scary to see them walking around in a space where we are supposed to feel safe and innocent and not in harm's way and everything right yeah i think um a way they you know if they needed to have the police there at least have them like a plain clothes please mm-hmm. you know um, maybe without their guns well, yeah without their guns on display because like what i saw were people with like in the full gear with like the vests and like the, that's not necessarily the bulletproof vest, the badges, like yeah. the Batman utility belt full of bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Totally unnecessary. And it was just, yeah, no, it was just not, not a thing. Um, you're allowed to think whatever you want about the police. I would just implore you to, you know, you know, look at the facts, do, do some critical thought. That's all I'm going to say on that. Because this is a fetish show, but we do have a civil responsibility. Um, so that was a thing I, that I wasn't too super happy about. But that's like the biggest, that's like the only like big complaint I have. The other things like the sanitation, the space for bigs, the the gendered spaces, those are all like my internal glossary is failing. Oh, well, you know, I think that those are just like opportunities for improvement yeah you know yeah i agree um so that is the only other thing about the con because we came from ohio which is a six hour drive if you know if you know you hit good traffic but for us one way it was seven hours 
and then for the way there it was 11 hours <laughs> uh care to tell that story oh there's not there's no story to tell we were just on the road for what two and a half hours and i realized i forgot my wallet yep we had to turn around and come back but i drove the way back you did and i drove most of the way home most of the way yeah. i got a big chunk before you did of the drive out of the way before i started falling asleep at the wheel and i was like this is not safe i need help but on the way home, well, on the way, you were, okay. On the way there, we are doing great. And then you're like, I forgot my wallet. And then the whole way back to um, our place together, you're just like, I'm stupid, fuck, idiot, stupid, fuck. And then I was just like, honey, it's fine. We're having fun. And it's going to be a great trip. And you're just like, no, it's not fine. Fuck this. <laughs> and it was really funny. Because I, I felt so bad for you. Because I was not mad at all. It, it was whatever. And you were just beating yourself up so hard. I know. Oh, well, sweetie. Womp, womp. Womp. But um, we did eventually get there in one piece, which was nice. And then on the way home, we got uh, Burger King. And I got a crown because I was a good girl. It was great. So the last thing... Uh, so that was, that was our Capcom experience. If you have not gone absolutely go make sure you get your ticket early because they do sell out and they sell out fast <laughs> and this upcoming year i can only assume they're going to sell out even faster um uh, any closing thoughts on cap not at this time not at this time if you could open up the show notes document that i shared with you we have a dear jesse question and as as you've heard on the show the guests are the ones to read the Dear Jazzy question. Oh, joy. Just what I always wanted. <laughs> so, oh, is it XOXO Lemony Snicket? Mm-hmm. Who's it, the one who's hug kiss, hug kiss. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Okay. Hug kiss, hug kiss Lemony Snicket submits. Dear Jazzy, what's some fun, spicy, and interesting ways to use a magic wand slash vibrator? Smexy times, more platonic, however. XOXO Lemony Snicket. Oh, okay. I <laughs> I read it first, not <laughs> yeah, after. It's fine. I'm messing with you. Um, so thank you, XOXO Lemony Snicket. Wink. We know who you are. And you do too. You met them. That was uh, Lemon, my babysitter. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, they write in fairly frequently which is awesome gives us content but some fun ways to use a magic wand during smexy times or not um right off the bat i would say uh massager for those with bad packs they feel great <laughs> especially in like the shoulder blade area those are fun um you're giving me oh no you're giving me an evil look have you ever told your listeners about your little friend? No! I haven't told them. <laughs> Do we have to mention so, my little friend on the show? So, um, God damn this, it. this Yule season, we were at Walmart. On Black Friday. On, well, on Black Friday. And Walmart, you know, it is what it is about Walmart, but they had these uh, a whole aisle of these preposterous quote-unquote massagers that were uh huskies huskies 
and other other things like but they had a bunny i think a snake uh, yeah they did have a snake yeah. but they're actually like you know they showed like pictures of the husky like on someone's neck or like and on it, their back it looked like they were humping their neck so we were like Whoa! but it has a vibrator in it, it be, yeah it has a it has a bullet in it i've looked at it it's a bullet oh my god are you serious yeah yeah um so you turned it on it, it turned it on and then you put it against my arm and i was like wow that feels really nice and then you threw it in the cart yeah and now uh you know you have fun with it Whatever you, whatever More you of like you push me on the bed and then you have fun with me with it. Well, that's true. And then sometimes you do grind your diapers on it and you feel so inclined. Mm. It's very cute. Because it's like a little stuffy I vibrator. I want to die. You can't die. You need to finish the show. Oh, my God. So that's, a, that's another way that you could use one is if it's in a stuffed animal, a stuffed animal, you could um, force your little to consensually consensually <laughs> force your little right. to grind their stuffy while they are crying and asking you for mercy. Yes. Yeah. So, that, oh, God, stop. Now, the bottoms of my feet are blushing again daddy <laughs> you're welcome thank you um another good one which i believe lemon and i talked about in dms is actually putting it in your diaper um like between like you and like the padding so and just like stick it in there that feels real nice um or on the outside of the diaper or on the outside but i feel like you know that's a given uh, I'm I'm a big proponent of putting it on the bed and putting a pillow over it and then just laying on the pillow, especially if you're having like period cramps. It can feel really nice because it's just like this soft, like dull, vibrating on your like core and tummy region. For other things, mm-hmm. I kind I try to go the non-sexual route. I'm gonna be straight up and say I've never used one in a non-sexual way. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is totally a jazzy only question. Because <laughs> I only use them in a sexual way. Tell us about all the the the, the different non obvious ways you've used a vibrator. Um. There's a time one came shooting out of you. Oh well, that is not really like a not obvious way. Like, no, it's just ab- really fucking funny. No, I mean you can use them internally or externally mm-hmm. on any of your chosen appendages. So, yeah, I mean that that time uh, there was one, I think inside, and then I think I got like spanked, and it just like went Shoo. flying across the room. Yeah, so like yes. you know that's a thing that that could happen. Um, that you want to be mindful. Do you want of. me to cut that or leave that in? I mean, I don't really, I don't really care. <laughs> you can leave it in there. That's okay. Fine. So yeah, I feel like we have sufficiently answered that. Unless there, I'm trying to think. Well, I think the uh, the only other thing I would say is like, you know, you can use them on yourself or use them on others, and I think that they can be a great foreplay tool. Yes. You know. For, to use on like your partners mm-hmm. um, they're great fun with two people yeah yeah and I think it can it also can be understated that like 
to use them on a like low setting on like the nipple area or other sensitive regions. I don't right? know. I forgot that. Yeah. Cause That's like good shit. Some people, I think we get so like some people get hyper focused on using them on, you know, genitals and things of that nature. But like there are other um, erogenous zones that you can use any toy on. And so I think uh, I would encourage folks to explore that as an opportunity too. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I don't know how I forgot about that, but a wand on my nips is wonderful. Really, really wonderful. So thank you for that reminder. I think I may do that later. <laughs> Ooh, for the consideration of the audience and for you, waterproof vibrators in the shower. Oh, totally. I Absolutely. thought that was an obvious one. I, I thought it was fairly obvious, but like masturbating in the shower is one of my hobbies. So that's true. It's true. <laughs> it sounded so, you said that was so much scorn. Like that's true. No, I'm just tired. Oh, I, I assure you, it was not scorn. Well, it's uh, good news for you because that is the episode, and you have a business call to be on relatively soon. So not a moment to spare. Yeah. Thank you for joining us in this time of pandemic crisis. Thank you for having me, although I, I live here and I'm stuck here, so I guess I would have somehow been included either way, but I appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for filling in for uh, Z while we are... I really hope that came up on the mic, because I am not in the mood for more snow. That was a snowplow, wasn't it? I don't know what that was. I don't know what the fuck that was. Anyways... So, Dear Jazzy is an At Odds With God production. Check us out online at oddswithgod.com. Look at our Patreon, patreon.com slash jasminestarshine. You can get all sorts of good stuff on there. Access to our Discord, shoutouts, and nudes from yours truly. Daddy, any other last remarks? Well, I don't know if these nudes are going to be part of the uh, the next package, but we did just take some really fresh beautiful nudes we did um and there's going to be gifs that may be made available and other wonderful things so yes. if you are not on the ten dollar tier um you should you should absolutely uh be on the ten dollar tier it is a worthwhile uh, contribution <laughs> it's a very good investment all right that is the show thank you for joining us and we will see you next time